What AFC North receiver has vaulted himself into the top 12 conversation? Which rookie running back has been packing on the pound since the combine? And who will be the big movers and shakers in the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship drafts this weekend? We are broadcasting live from the Horseshoe Casino as we join you live from the 2018 Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship live events. Dave Dadillo Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to go. There lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he wrote. Me and you tonight, we're gonna make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dash. They did the job, money came with ease, but one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease. He robbed another and another and a sister and a brother. Tried to rob a man who was a DC undercover. The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Shot for the head, he shot back when he missed her. Looked around good and from expectations, he decided he'd hit for the subway stations. But she was coming and he made a left. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Knocked Thank you so much, Rob. Greetings and salutations, all you Balkaholics and Gerzak and addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the patron saint to fantasy football, the Dizzle. Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, the 2018 Fantasy Football Players Championship Ascendant is named before we sign off, and the 2017 Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship main event uh, champ, Kurt Awe, and I defend our title in the KFFSC auction. Shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you might have in there if you want to connect with us on Twitter. The show is at HSFF Hour. I am at Eric Balkman. Dave is at David Gerzak. You can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash HSFF Hour as well. And if you want to give us a call tonight, the phone lines are open. 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. football at gmail.com is the inbox. If you have any questions for us, now is the time to send them. I will be honest with you. I am producerless. An audio engineer list tonight. I basically had to set up everything myself here. And oh, everyone's so no, no, I mean, I'm not. Nice, I'm just. I'm listen. I'm not asking for sympathy. What I'm telling you is, if I screwed something up and the phone calls don't come in and they don't get through for some reason, that's why. Okay. <laughs> if if I if I don't get access to the to the inbox, that's why because I screwed something up. So I am pre-taking the blame Seems for nice my screw-ups. I think, it's, it's, I think it's good. It's going good so far. Um, we, we've, spoiler alert, to bring people behind the curtain, literally behind the curtain as we are at the Horseshoe Casino here. There actually are curtains here. Just, just outside Louisville. We are, we are on the stage at the showroom here, and uh, li- we, literally we are the center of attention, and nobody's paying attention to us. Which is, There's not many people in the room ball here. There is a, the, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Keeper League is going on right now. That draft is going on. There's some other players holding court in the back. The auction uh, players are, are milling in right now as we have two auctions that will start uh, coming up in, in about an hour and a half here when we sign off. Can I ask you, so this is, a, is this a different than a dynasty league with these guys, or is it a keeper, or what's the story? I don't know the exact rules uh, on the difference uh, between, I think what it is um, with the uh, keeper league, you can only keep, I want to say like 12 or 15 players or something like that um, for the KFFC keepers. 
uh, and then they have this 15 round draft or whatever it is. So what are the dynasty? How many the the dynasty, it's you. There's no. I mean, you have to cut down your rosters by September 1st, but you can balloon up up to you know whatever you want, and then it's 22 is the cut down. So you get to keep 22. Yeah. All right. So you know, Kentucky, they call leagues, they call them divisions. There's all yep. sorts of weird vernacular differences down here. Yes. Yep. Um, this there's far south. There's something called grits down here. Grits. Yep. The wa- there's a waffle house thing yep. going on. Um, something called molasses, <laughs> uh, which I, I was not aware of. Bullet bourbon. Yeah. Bu- way, well, we have bullet bourbon up in northeast Wisconsin. By the way, just uh, the, I went to the, what was that place? The Smoke and Rye. Smoke and Rye. I went which is uh, one of the, it's the bourbon bar that's actually yeah. located inside the casino. It's a fantastic place. They have live music there. I, yeah. I plan on hanging out there for a little bit after the auction tonight. They specialize in this stuff. They have bullet. They, they don't know how to spell bullet properly. It's, they, did they spell it B-U-L-L-E-I-T? Yeah. That is the name of the bourbon. Oh, really? So they, yeah. they spell it differently? The, the right. bourbon is spelled differently than the actual thing that goes in a gun. No, well, I, I'm, I thought that it was spelled without the E, but maybe I'm mistaken. I thought it was B-U-L-L-E-I-T. You, I thought okay. it was B-U-L-L-E-I-T. This is why we need a producer, because our producer could be looking this up right now while we talk fantasy football, but we don't have it. Hey, I'll look. You got it? We're, oh, no, it is. It's B-U-L-L-E-I-T. E-I-T. All, All right. right. So there you go. Uh, well, anyway. Here, here, can you pause it and delete that part? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take edit. It out, hey, take it out. We'll, we'll yeah. edit it out afterwards. You uh, won't. The next round of FFPC early main event draft spots for teams, for anybody who is paid in full by Tuesday, August 28th, I believe that's a Tuesday, yeah, you, get them, you get them on the 29th. Yeah, next day. I've put out some fake, some fake news on that <laughs> to the FFPC people, but just to let you know, it is Tuesday on the 28th by midnight Pacific. If you're paid by then, you get your draft spots on the 29th. That will be the last draft spot announcement as the, um, the main event drafts start one week from today. Uh, they start on the 31st. They start on the 31st, the yeah. So, uh, and then we'll just, you, you'll get your draft spots as the leagues fill up after that. For anybody who's waiting on their main event, um, uh, you know, league divisions or league assignments, uh, 90, roughly 95% of them will be sent out on Tuesday. So Tuesday night, Tuesday evening, check your inbox. You'll probably find out what league you're in then. Uh, football guys drafts are, of course, filling daily. We have uh, plenty of those going up through the wee morning hours. Do we have anything we want to promote right now for anybody who's listening live? Oh, there's drafts tonight. You can go on, go on and check it out. I know, but if there's anything pending that we need to that you want to? Oh, there's one with like five left. I'm not sure if we're going to get there though, so I think we might, might okay. have to cancel on that one. All right, well, whatever. But check it out. There's plenty of them. They're basically going off every hour tonight. More of them fill than cancel for sure. Uh, room discounts at Planet Hollywood that actually closes today. Uh, so if you want to get on on that, hopefully you're listening live and you can email or call Greg Sidoris, whose information is at myffpc.com. $10 week one viewing at any of the Caesars property, restaurant, lounges, and sports books as well. Best ball draft started $35. We have live dynasty startups going off. Is it this weekend and then that's it? Uh, there's some all the way up until September 5th, actually. Okay, so they'll go up till September 5th. But if you want it, I had a buddy uh, text me today. He said, hey, where can I get, um, uh, can I get in on, on uh, Live Dynasty uh, that you guys have? I, I know you talked about doing it. Yes, we do. They're live, and you can uh, sign yep. up through the September 5th. So there you go. Get to the Fantasy Flash, uh, for God's sake. We're seven minutes in. This is ridiculous. Dave Gerzak's, it's almost like ESPN. Dave Gerzak's head is exploding right now. I want to thank Draft Sharks, Football Guys, Roto World, Roto Pass, and, of course, Rob for tonight's rundown. Adam Teicher, the Kansas City Chiefs reporter for ESPN.com, reports that Sammy Watkins has had his best week of practice. Uh, excuse me. He's had his best uh, pra- practice of the preseason. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes 
is driving up Tyreek Hill after that big 60-yard bomb uh, touchdown that we saw. And Tyreek Hill is still going in the first three rounds of FFPC drafts. But not a lot of people are paying attention to Sammy Watkins. Uh, He's not the most consistent guy in the world, but when he is running hot, he is running very hot, Dave. He is currently going at the 802 in FFPC best ball drafts right now, right around guys, uh, guys like Alshon Jeffrey, Jameson Crowder, Emmanuel Sanders, Robbie Anderson, Devin Funches. You'd certainly argue that Watkins, out of all those players, has the highest upside it might represent a pretty good value at that 7-8 turn. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, the champ, the Kentucky champ, Kurt, Kurt all loves yeah. to take Sammy Watt. Every year he takes Sammy Watt. And I, I don't mind him. I mean, at the, you know, people have paid super expensive prices for him in the past. He's a pedigree talent. He's now on a new team uh, yet again. And, uh, <laughs> right. Yet again. Uh, and he's healthy. He's, he's been battling injury problems this whole early part of his career. I think he's going to be in pretty good shape. I, I like him this year. Sammy Watkins uh, going at the at that seven eight turn. There, I mean, there is, I guess, some concern knowing that he is going to a new offense, catching balls from a new quarterback, who, by the way, is a new quarterback for this team this year, um, and he obviously has to compete with targets for Travis Kelsey, uh, with Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Kareem Hunt. There is some trepidation that I'm sure fantasy owners are having there. However. When you're looking for a pick-to-win player, when you're looking for a player that uh, can really provide, um, you know, some boom on your on your investment in the seven eight at the seven eight turn, Sammy Watkins represents it. I don't often say that about Watkins, but I'm definitely saying it this year. Teron Davenport is reporting that Corey Davis, my boy, has been working in various roles this preseason, including some uh, snaps water in the boy. slot. No, no, not water boy. Well, maybe water boy. I don't know. Uh, you know, he was hurt uh, for a lot of his. Uh, rookie preseason, Dave. So maybe they're giving him the rookie hazing this year. So maybe he is hauling some water for everybody. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe they taped him up to the uh, to the goalpost. Uh, they could they could have done that. Give they him could. A binder. Did you give him? Some, wow. We. <laughs> I. That is news to me. We, you know, when I played high school football, we never did anything like that. Um, did you guys call it that, by the way? We didn't do it. No, I've never would, heard of a hinder binder before. Would you pull up the underwear? What you, do they call that? What you, do they call it at your high school? Um. Uh, Grundy, I, I know uh, it's talked about. Uh, there's something else. <laughs> there's some, and now it's escaping me. It's actually probably good that it's escaping. I'm just kind of wondering yeah. what the terms were. What the hell was it now? This is going to drive me nuts. Uh, wedgie. <laughs> oh, wedgie. Wedgie, that's, that's what the, it was. That's the classic. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, I don't, I don't even know where I was going with this. But Corey Davis uh, yeah. getting some work in the, in the slot, and obviously he's being hyped up now uh, in the preseason. He's looked very good. Marcus Mariota is having a good preseason uh, has so, Davis done anything in games so far this year? Corey Davis hasn't. Uh, I'd have to look up what he, what his stats were. I, I felt like he got held out that first game against right. the Packers. Okay. Um, I'm gonna look it up right now. But he set out the preseason opener. Okay. So all right. And he suited up in a preseason loss, but failed to come up. Yeah, he he come he, up with only he had one target, no catch. Yeah. All right. So that happened in Tampa. Oh, I don't know how. I don't know you how know, long. It's so he, limited. It's such a small sample size. Yeah. Um. He, uh, right now, Dave, if you look at uh, FFPC best ball drafts, he has risen all the way up to the 612. So he is going in the sixth round. Now, he's going in areas. Um, sixth round. So, yeah, at the end of six. This is six. He's actually going right around some receivers that I, I like, a couple of receivers that, that you can make a pretty good case for drafting over him. Um, let's play a quick mini would you rather with Corey Davis with the two receivers that are both going in the sixth round with him. Would you rather have Corey Davis or Marquise Goodwin? Um, I'll take Davis. I agree. And Corey Davis or Michael Crabtree? 
I'll take Crabtree there. I see. I would take Davis uh, still just for, for the upside. I know Crabtree is going to get a lot of targets, but John Brown has really been getting hyped up. He's been making a lot of plays both in the games and practices for Baltimore. He's got to be paying attention to. And as long as we're bringing him up, I can tell you that he is not going until the 1306 of FFPC best ball oh. drafts right now. So to get a guy like him uh, there, I mean, he's going behind Deshaun Hamilton. He is, uh, <laughs> wow. yeah, I know, that's crazy. Oh, I take moving, that, he is moving up. I take that back. Deshaun Hamilton has only been selected in, in one draft in the last three days uh, for FFPC best ball. So that, that's a little skewed. But he's going behind Devontae Parker. He's going behind Mike Williams. I would rather have John Brown than both those guys this year. Uh, Jarvis Landry, let's talk about what he did last night against the Eagles. Three, Not much. Three catches last night, but he did get 10 targets and was the focal point of the offense. Uh, Walter Rod Taylor and Baker Mayfield were out there with the starters. And Josh uh, Gordon was out. And Josh Gordon was obviously out. Um, now, he played in the slot with Miami over the last four years and obviously was fantastic. And that's, I, I would imagine he'll be playing a somewhat similar role in, in Cleveland uh, this year, Dave. You look at what we talked about him potentially missing um, those targets that he saw in Miami with David Njoku with Josh Gordon, with Duke Johnson uh, in that offense as well. You have to consider that maybe that was a little bit overrated, and Jarvis Landry could end up being a top-12 receiver this year. Uh, he is going at the 4-5 turn right now in drafts. I, you know, I think he's about a wide receiver at 20 right now. That seems low to me. It does seem low, actually. I, you know, I keep – every draft – when I look at drafts, I, I find it hard for people to get – I just don't see people getting him like the – like if I want to get him, I feel like I'm not going to get him. He but, is exactly wide receiver 20. Oh, nice I just job. eyeballed nice. that. I am, I am dialed in. Everybody give up on the auction tonight because you are going to lose. Wow, wide receiver 20. Uh, he's going behind guys like Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate, Juju Smith-Schuster. Dave, he's a guy, if, if you are, um, maybe you start off running back heavy in, in your drafts and you end up, uh, uh, you know, taking in an Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, Gurley Bell, somebody like that in the first round. And then, you know, somebody like Joe Mixon in the second round, you get Jarvis Landry as your number uh, two receiver uh, at that four or five turn. That is, and that's after, you know, uh, getting a guy like if you went a receiver like Mike Evans or T.Y. Hilton or Tyree Kill. That, that's a really good way to start off a draft to get Jar- Jarvis yeah. Landry as, as your number two receiver. So I like that quite a bit. And I think he is being underdrafted right now. Potential ascendant candidate? I don't. He's not on the list, but we can add him. Four or five turn. I don't. I don't think he fits kind of the parameters that well. And the you know now I think now that I said it aloud he's already played in his third preseason game. Right. So it's going to be very difficult for him to leapfrog everybody up this weekend. Yeah, we agree. Uh, his teammate, his real-life teammate, Josh Gordon, should be on the practice field very soon, according to head coach Hugh Jackson. This was an article from Mary Kay Cabot in the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Uh, Gordon <clears throat> might be practicing as early as this weekend. Uh, he reported to the team roughly a week ago. He obviously, as Dave already mentioned, did not play in the game against the Eagles last night, and there's a chance he does not play in the preseason either. Dave, once again, for what is it, the third straight year, Josh Gordon is in riddle, wrapped in an enigma, <laughs> smothered in secret sauce. That's funny. Josh Gordon going three spots behind Jarvis Landry right now at the 504. Let's play Would You Rather with him. Would you rather have Jarvis Landry or Josh Gordon? Landry. I agree. Would you rather have Brandon Cooks or Josh Gordon? Uh, um, shoot. Cooks. I agree, and they are, both are going at the 504 right now. Josh Gordon or Allen Robinson? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Allen Robinson coming off the injury. I actually feel kind of all right about him. I agree. Uh, Josh Gordon or Chris Hogan? Um, Hogan. Uh, uh, 
close, though. Yeah, it is close. I think I am leaning towards Gordon there. Uh, Josh Gordon or Marvin Jones? I'm actually starting to like Marvin Jones a little bit. I'm gonna really? Take I'm going to take Jones. Let's, uh, I would take Gordon. Why, tell me what's, what's changed for you with Marvin Jones. Uh, just some of the news reports have been saying Jones looks really, really, really good. And, you know, he's one of those guys who was a boring wide receiver one last year. Boring wide receiver one. Well, hell, I'll take a boring wide receiver one being drafted at WRO at 28 or whatever he's being picked at. Yeah, he is actually – well, he's not, he's not quite 28, but he is 21 or 25 right now. Close so enough. very close. Yeah, okay. So Marvin Jones. I mean, there's, you know, Gordon has so much risk. Him. I mean, I, you know, I like him and everything like that. But The other thing to keep in mind with Marvin Jones, maybe what's driving him down – Maybe what's driving him down. A lot of Kenny Galladay hype going on right There's now. There's a lot of Galladay hype, but, I mean, once reality sets in, you know, he's still the starter. And, uh, and Stafford's an excellent quarterback, so. Don't look it up. How many catches did Kenny Galladay have last year? Uh, 36. 28. Ah, yeah. Close. So the, this, this huge guy, um, it, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see what happens with that. Uh, Saquon Barkley remains out of practice on Wednesday. Caught some stationary passes. Continued his rehab work on the side. I think Balky, we might we might be. We're gonna have a guest. We're gonna be pulling a guest. We're gonna we're gonna bring him up in a second here. (laughs) Art Stapleton from the Burgeon Record uh, reporting this. The Giants obviously going to be cautious with Saquon Barkley uh, in the weeks leading up to uh, the start of the regular season. And uh, I guess for me, I'm I'm a little nervous. I'd like to see him this weekend, but it remains to be seen whether that will happen, Dave. Uh, I know you don't like him in the first round, but I'm who? I'm still on I'm still on board as of right now. I don't like who Saquon Barkley in the first round. Yeah, well, I mean where he's going the mid first round. I, I, I don't clarify I don't that. I like him there actually. He's okay, well then why are you ripping on him every time I bring him up? Because he's so hyped up. I have to keep I have to keep it real here. For but you would still take okay. So he's you hyped are up. the hype train is so ridiculous. Uh, and plus you're talking about taking him like three or four. Or whatever. That was like a month or two ago. Okay, so that's <laughs> I right. may have I may have changed on that right now. Uh, let's uh, let's just, you know he's he's very he's a high quality player. Right, I understand that. Let's bring in uh, a guest tonight. A, a very I'm I'm going to pass the mic okay. here. Uh, a, a very uh, special guest, a former guest of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Uh, he drove, drove down here. We'll be drafting in many leagues this weekend. It is one half of Team Ground and Pound. The average Joe himself. <laughs> Let's bring him on. Yeah, Mr. The average Joe. Mr. Jeremy Roach. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's, He's like man. Elvis. He's a man of few words. <laughs> Jer- uh, Jeremy, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, what you're looking forward to seeing, not only in the preseason games, but doing in Kentucky this weekend. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> he didn't want the detailed no, questions, no, no. Balky. No, I know. Yeah, I know, man, I know. Come on. You no, go give on. Me a fluff. I, all right, I know. I'll give, yeah, you, some, I'll give you some fluff here. Say, hey, this hey, is t- an impromptu meeting. Say, say, yeah, exactly. Saquon Barkley in, Talk the, about a player. in the mid-first round. Are you on board with that? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, actually, no, I do like him quite a bit. Yeah, you're a big Barkley fan. Oh, yeah. You guys, Jeremy, I'm going to bring this over here to make it a little bit easier for both of us. Um, hey, <laughs> so, no, here's the thing. You, got, you and Danny Mueller, who I, who I saw earlier today, you guys, oh, is he here? Oh, he's walking up right oh, yeah. now. Um, you guys have take a potty break again. <laughs> do you, you guys have done a lot of drafts this year. Have, do you have a lot of shares of Barkley? Yeah, I, I have a ton of them in the football, guys. Anytime. Well, you know, as Dave knows, I'm the 7-11 man. That's right. <laughs> Jeremy only gets the 7 or 11 picks. Every Actually, time. Half the time you get the 7 or 11. Every time. <laughs> and so that's, pri- that's prime Barkley territory. I, but, I have them on almost every team because all I get is 7. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. No, and, and listen, uh, I, I, have, I have already dug my nails in and trying to claw some value for you guys so you're not stuck at that spot every time and I keep getting shut down. 
whatever. I'm doing what I can. So, I'm yeah. working for you. So for main events are what, you know, and we may be in a league together. I have no idea, you know, Farrell, who the hell knows what's going on. Right. But, uh, you know, so do you, do you have a preference as to where you're going to end up in some of these spots? Well, with the third round reversal, yeah. I actually like to be in the back end. So you like that, that's like 10, 11 range or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Nine through 12 would be ideal. It is kind of interesting in the main events, Kentucky, you'll get this, like, people bid up the one through four, and then there's, like, this crap zone that no one wants, like, five, six, seven, eight, and everybody's, like, zero, 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 and then it's, like, ten, like, 300. Three, you know, because, you know, people <laughs> yeah. pay money for, like, yeah. the 10, 11, 12 spots. Well, you know, and Farrell always says, like, he always tells people, he's like, I hate drafting in the middle. I hate in the middle. I, that's got to rub off on some of the Kentucky players here, too, you know, that they I don't, don't really want to be in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to take the six, but I'm going to grab Barkley all my life. I can tell you, I think I, I brought this up. <laughs> I, a noted high-stakes player uh, who I won't reveal here. Um, I, no one cares. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but anyway, he's been saying uh, for, for the last couple of months, he's loving the sixth spot. He loves being in the middle this year. That's, yeah. that's where it's at for him. That so, good for yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeremy, you love the seventh spot, don't you? I he's have no choice. choice. I have no choice. Listen, do. That's the, how life gives you. If, any, if, you if you are in any draft with Jeremy Roach and he has the seventh through 11 pick, you're basically playing for second. No, he knows seven, he's, 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 seven or 11. Oh, seven or 11. Okay. Yeah, it's not like a range. I, so it's, you're drawing that. It's become a running joke because it's happened so many times that I've gone the extra steps to point it out to Dave each and every time. Yeah. And at first, <laughs> I'm sure he thought I was exaggerating. He can't ignore it now. Yeah, it's totally legit. It is uh, kind of true. The other night, yeah, I did three drafts. Right. The first two, I got seven, then eleven, <laughs> and I signed up for a third. And I said, "Let's test this." Yeah. What was the draft spot on the third? Seven. It was seven. Yeah. It was seven. Three I've, drafts in one night. Seven, eleven, seven. Well, I think it might. Let's see. So your name is. Hang on. Yeah. It might in the randomizer. Yeah. Well. It might have, you know, Jeremy Roach is, is 11 letters, by the way. Oh, I mean, it interesting. Might be the yeah. Where's the seven coming from? Where have, we have no, yeah, who knows? Roulette crap. table, man, I'm telling you. No, not crap, roulette. Yeah, yeah wraps, that's, that's right, we're going to play roulette. We need roulette. to play roulette. Uh, seven on 11. Um, yeah, Dan, oh, Danny, Danny wants to come up. Danny oh, wants to come right. up. Right. He's I'm tagging out. He's giving you the hard pass. He's giving Danny Mueller, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you Thank you. Jeremy Roach, appreciate you coming by, man. The av- average Joe, the the, the crowd's going crazy uh, right now as uh, one half of ground and pound steps off and, and hey, starts buddy. prepping yeah, for yeah. Uh, his next draft. And we, so which one is ground and which one is pound? Well, let's welcome in we, one. We the, never had decided that. Oh, that's right. All right, cool. <laughs> the other half of ground and pound, Danny Mueller, uh, guest of, former guest of the show, former guest of the uh, high stakes lowdown as well. Welcome, man. Good to be here. Well, we're we're thrilled to have you. We're thrilled to be be hanging out with you in Kentucky once again. We were talking about Saquon Barkley before with Jeremy, a young up and coming running back in the NFL. I want to literally flip the spectrum to the exact opposite and talk about Adrian Peterson and how the fact that he might not even make uh, the Redskins roster with Jay Gruden saying that he's competing to be one of the team's first and second down guys. Peterson's contract not guaranteed unless he is on the roster for week one. This is all from a scathing report from Mike Florio at ProFootballTalk.com. Adrian Peterson at this point in his career, Danny, is, is, is he that much better than Samaj P. Ryan or Rob Kelly? I mean, can he offer that much more? And I know I'm talking to an Oklahoma fan, so try to put your biases aside and talk about Adrian Peterson. Uh-huh. Now, if I say something bad about Adrian Peterson, the entire state of Oklahoma will be up in arms <laughs> at my door. We, our downloads are huge in Oklahoma. <laughs> I think it's due to, to, to you, you know. Yeah. 
Um, no, but I mean, it, at this point, it's, it'll be interesting to see what, what he's able to do. I don't know where, like, is he a guy that you would even target in like the 12th, 13th round? Myself, no. No, you're staying away. <laughs> yeah. It's a young man's game. And, and, uh, I'm going to see what he's got. Yeah. He is a physical freak though. No doubt about that. If there's anybody that can pull it off, it's, it's, it's Adrian Peterson at this point of his career. His metrics, according to the, the pro football almanac, which I was just reading, were actually pretty poor the last time he played. Oh, really? He's already like, yeah, he's not only going downhill, he's already at the bottom. I, I think he's. But, the, but the, the competition for carries there is not hot and heavy. I mean, if you average 2.8 yards a carry, who cares what the competition is? Well, what if, what, if, what if they give him 25 carries a game? All of a sudden, that's 75 yards a game or 70 yards a game, whatever yeah, it is. No catches. 7.5. That's still something. All right, okay. So we're. Listen, I'm not targeting Adrian Peterson by any means, but I feel like I, I need to stick up for him at, at this point of, of you know, him going in the 13th round of uh, FFPC best ball drafts. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Well, certainly as a Sooner fan, I'd, I'd like to see him do real well. Right. I would expect that he might do well for a game or two, kind of like he did in Arizona, and then just flame out. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's entirely possible. I mean, obviously, New Orleans gave up on him pretty quick. Of course, they had Alvin Kamara waiting in the wings there to take over for him. Uh, NFL.com's Ian Rappaport reports that the New England Patriots expected to release Kenny Britt, uh, which he might have been already officially released at this point. So this is now... Jordan Matthews, gone. Julian Edelman, suspended. Kenny Britt, cut. There's Cordero Patterson. There's Philip Dorsett. Um, they, I mean, and um, obviously Eric Decker there. Danny, as you look at those Patriots receivers next to Chris Hogan, is there a guy that you would be looking at later on in the mid to late rounds? Well, I've drafted Edelman some, but, you know, there's a big risk, like in the FFPC, because he's going to miss those four games. Right. But I'm, I'm just not really high on any. I think they're going to be running back, tight end oriented offense. I think like if you know, sometimes we're looking for the magic bullet when it bullets. In this case, Dave spelled B-U-L-L-E-T. Oh, thanks. I, I we look we look for right we look for the magic bullet and we're like okay well maybe it's going to be Patterson maybe it's going to be Dorsett maybe it's going to be Decker maybe the most obvious answer as you said just said Danny maybe this means more targets for Gronk. More targets are maybe Michelle, more targets are Burkhead, and, or James White. Maybe James White's the beneficiary here. And, you know, Tom Brady getting up there in, in, in years, I don't think it's been affecting his accuracy at all. I mean, it just could be a, a short passing game that New England has so eloquently and, and effectively moved the ball with over the past few years, and it, it just could be a boon there. And the number two receiver in New England for those first four games might be fool's gold. Well. I think Bill Belichick is kind of ahead of the curve and is incorporating a lot of college football. Uh, what you see in college football, yeah. a lot of RPO and so forth. So I think they're going to just find some mixture of guys that's going to produce. And even if you go back in time, I can't remember the receivers they had before Moss. Uh, oh, in New England? Yeah, I mean. Well, there is Welker, obviously. Before the Welker thing, you know who? Brandon. Who's the Brandon guy that we always ripped on? Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd was there. Yep. Uh, Dion yeah. Dion Branch, sure. Yeah. Just had a bunch of guys that were just kind of mid-level prospects. Yeah. And still produced. Replacement level that 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 on, still got it done. On an NFL level, but right. not so much fantasy football-wise. Yep. Totally agree. Um, DeAndre Washington underwent uh, a scope on his knee, will not be available uh, t- in tomorrow, uh, tonight's game, actually. It's Friday already, my gosh. 
Uh, according to head coach John Gruden, Michael Gelkin had this report in the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, DeAndre Hash- uh, Washington might be a cut uh, at this point. They, I mean, you know, you look at the Raiders, they have Lynch, they have Doug Martin, but Danny, the guy that's really looked good, especially in the last preseason game, Chris Warren. I mean, just out of nowhere, just running roughshod over that uh, defense. He looked really good. As far as like a best ball, uh, he might be a good late-round pick. Even in redraft out here where you're looking for lightning in a bottle those last few rounds, Chris Warren might be an interesting guy given that the two guys ahead of him were both somewhat ineffective last year and getting up there in age. Uh, Chris Warren, he's the guy who was from Texas. Correct, yep. Yeah. Of course, I've seen a little bit of Texas football being from Oklahoma. Red River rivalry. Yes. (laughs) So I remember two years ago, three years ago, being really impressed with this running back, Chris Warren. Right. And I expected big things out of him two years ago. And then who's this Deontay Foreman? (laughs) Whatever happened to Chris Warren? And last, Last year he was supposed to. Or the big back in Texas, and they still didn't see anything. Right. And I always thought he was a big talent. And he's a big kid. I think he came so, out early, actually, and just wasn't drafted because he had a problem with the Chris Warren. Staff. Yeah, yeah. And it was a new, it was a new coaching staff. Was was that Tom Herman's first year last year in Texas, or had he been there a couple of years already? I'm drawing a blank I on that one. Myself. No, that, last year was his first. Last year, year was the first year. Okay. All right. So, I mean, you know, Chris Warren looking for a fresh start. He might, I mean, the Raiders' offensive line is, is certainly, you know, at a minimum above average. Uh, maybe, maybe he is a, a, is a pick to win. I hesitate to say he could be this year's Alvin Kamara, uh, but certainly there, there could be something there on an NFL level. He could be another case of a rookie running back that is a much better pro than he ever was in college. Final thing that we want to get to here tonight before we start talking about the Ascendant is, I, I don't, hey, we guys. We need some help, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we don't know what the hell it is. Well, we're going to, for the second straight year, we're going to crowdsource the Ascendant and figure it out. I was really surprised when I saw this. It kind of came out of nowhere. ESPN.com's Brady Henderson reports Rashad Penny has added 16 pounds on to his weight since the NFL Combine. He was at 220 there. He now weighs 236 pounds. Oh, he's fat. Do you think that's what it is? It's not, I don't know. Not muscle, it's fat. They don't, they, they don't say what it is. No, I'm, it's water weight. It's water, it's water weight. Yeah, he's, he's, he's cutting weight for the con, for the combine. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go there, but um, semi. So he's your ascendant. No, he is definitely not. He's a I can, I can. We can come up with tons of descendants. Yeah. This is what we should do. Next he's year. plunging for sure. Uh, Rashad Penny is not a guy I want to be in business with this year. I don't know if, you know, there's just so many red flags there. The Seattle offensive line, his pass protection, the finger injury, Chris Carson's ascendant. I, I can't find a good reason to draft Rashad Penny this weekend, Danny. It's scary. It's not good. I'm not sure where to draft him now. Yeah. Chris Carson, though, is looking good. You on board with him? He's not on your ascendant list, by the way. Well, we can what, put him on there. What's funny, I've seen a little bit of Oklahoma State football. Uh-huh. And when we've watched him for the last three or four years, he was there. When he came in the game, I was happy. <laughs> right. Now, yeah. Bear in mind, we was playing against him. Right. He was like uh, two yards in a crowd, in a cloud of dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen him stop four times at the goal line from one yard. <laughs> right. So I was more fearful of the other running backs. But it, I, I got to admit, he looks looks. Sometimes players emerge in the pros. They're late bloomers. And you can't explain it. There's no rational reason for it. It's just it's one of those things, and Chris Carson could be one of those things. I actually drafted him for the first time last night. Where did you take him last night? I can't remember. (laughs) 
but it was obviously I mean he's been he's been rising up uh, draft mm-hmm. boards. I can tell you right now that over the last three days in uh, in FFPC best ball drafts. He's going at the 801. He's gone as high as the 601, and he's never slipped past the 1003. So you're you're looking at you know kind of a yeah uh, uh, the the honey pot uh, for him is between the six and the 10 pick right now. Um, he'll probably go I would imagine a little bit higher out here um, because he is a hyped pick, and obviously there's there's no tight end premium scoring out here. Running backs fall here a little bit, especially when they're at the premium. Yeah, because the wide receivers go so crazy high. Yeah, that is true. The receivers do get pushed up every year. So you, well, I mean, you could get a starting running back in like the eighth or ninth round in, in Chris Carson. I, I, and what, I, do we have any argument about that? That Chris Carson is the starting running back for the Seahawks going into the season? I, it's hard I for me. That way, no, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Last man standing. Yeah, exactly. CJ Procise, we hardly knew you. So moving on from that. All right, guys, it is. Uh, uh, we're halfway into the show right now. And we're forcing Danny to stick around for this. Danny, can you, can, you can stick around for the Ascendant candidate. We'd love to get your input. Fun this weekend and he's stuck in the I know. And he's, like, he's like, oh, man, they've, they've roped me into this. We're so, supposed to be out there heckling you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, we brought you, you up here. You yeah, much. we brought you up here yeah. to, to, to make sure that you couldn't heckle from out there, which is, I'm sure, with Jeremy and, and he's talking to Tupacker right now, the mascot of the show. I'm sure they're prepping uh, something awful for us. So the 2018 Ascendant. Uh, we're going to make the announcement now. We have a, The reason we're starting the conversation so early is because we have so many to get through. For anybody who is not familiar with the Ascended, this is something we came up, I don't believe, our first year I, on, the, on the air. It's probably like year two or three. This is a player that seems to shoot up two, maybe three rounds, and it's usually a, a younger uh, running back. It's been a receiver before. It's usually a younger player who we don't know, quite know his ceiling. Um, and he shoots up to maybe round two, round three. Sometimes round one, although I don't think we've ever had a round one ascendant before. That has been the criteria. Dave, I know every time I try to explain it, I leave something out. Is there anything I'm leaving out here that you would it's like player, to? It's a player that we generally like, and we think you should be drafting. He's a hyped-up player that we think you should still take a look at. Okay. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be round one or two. I mean, we had Tyreek Hill last year, who ended up being a fantastic pick, mind you, and he was going a little bit later than that, but he worked out really well. It's still a value of where he was being taken. Now we've I had plenty of crappy. Well, we had some crappy ones. We've had mostly good ones. Yeah, I mean, well, because here's the thing: you and I, I, I've always <laughs> see that's the way you've done your ascendant. I've always been like, okay, the ascendant is somebody, regardless of what we think, he's a guy that's going to be rising. You know. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, what are we doing the show for? Well, we're telling it's you who's going to rise. I get easy. it. I get it. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, so Rob Sometimes put. I asked the same question. Anyway, okay. Uh, yes. Thank you. Rob put out a Twitter poll, um, and it got 203 votes. And the names he put out there, he kind of asked me, and I gave him three names. And obviously, I, I got castigated on Twitter for that. That was a good job. You, you did it on purpose, right? No, I gave him three names that I oh. thought should be, you oh, know, okay. ascendant candidate. So I told him Stephon Diggs, Roy Freeman, and Josh Gordon. 203 votes, 51% voted Stephon Diggs, 34% Roy Freeman, 15% Josh Gordon. Now, clearly, 51 what? 51, 34, 15 percentage-wise, okay? Yep. All right, so that was not enough. Somebody named, some jerk named at David Gerzak said, <laughs> these choices suck. <laughs> so I was like, what? well, oh. clearly we need to crowdsource this more. Yeah, three choices. I don't have all the, uh, the Twitter names and all the names in front of me, but I, coll- I collected a bunch of them, and, and we'll, we'll kind of break, right. break down here. Now, the, here's the way we'll do this. We're going to go through it. Um, by alphabetical order, and if there's a player that we're not going to name it, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to say, yes, he's the Senate. We're either going to say, okay, he's maybe, or he's a no. All right. 
Okay, that's the way we'll do it. No or maybe. So no first, or maybe for the round. for the first round. Yeah. So I have 19 names on here because we added yeah, Chris Carson. So the first one, and a lot of these were suggested by players on Twitter. Martavis Bryant. He is going at the 1802 right now in FFPC no, best ball. Okay, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, running back for the Baltimore Ravens, Alex Collins, currently going at the 312. You can leave him on the list, I guess. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis, the aforementioned Corey Davis, who, listen, <laughs> be still be- my beating heart. Corey Davis at the, the at the 612. Okay, Fine. we'll leave him on the list. Uh, Stephon Diggs, who, actually, yes. who won the Twitter poll, he is going at the 307 right now. Yep. Then you have uh, Kenyon Drake, running back for the uh, Miami yeah. Dolphins, 312. Sure, I think that's okay. Royce Freeman, we'll leave him up there. Sure. Okay. Uh, Will Fuller. No. This, okay. Well, I just I don't like him. Okay, you don't like him. <laughs> Mark. Mark. I refuse to put him on. That's my that's fine. I I listen. I'm not. If, if we're going by the old Eric Balkman rubric, Maybe he's not he is not moving up from the 901 up to a, uh, up to a, a big round. Um, Marquise Goodwin? Um, where does he go? I, I can tell you, I think he is at the mid-sixth, I want to say. Uh, he is going at the 606. How about that? I am dialed in, baby. Wow, you are. I mean, if he goes like eight for 144 and three touchdowns tomorrow, I think he's got a shot, but I don't really think it's going to happen. I got five on that, not happening. <laughs> I would say he's a little bit low, too low. Too low? We got enough, maybe. We got enough. We have stronger right, candidates right. ahead of him, so I'm fine with getting Gordon. rid of him. Josh Gordon, who made the Twitter poll, third, third place on the Twitter poll, my guess is no, and I don't think he plays week four either. I actually think Gordon is worth eliminating, but you can leave him on there, but I don't think there's any chance he actually is in the Okay, if there's no chance, then let's say, Danny, you be the tiebreaker. Should we leave him on as a possibility, or should we leave him on? Okay, we'll leave him on, and we'll leave him on. Uh, Derek Henry, running back for the Titans. He's like the early fourth, fourth. He he dropped obviously after the the Deion Lewis signing. Four oh six is where he's settled in right now. I'd leave him on, especially here's the thing, Deion Lewis is like a walking injury waiting to happen. If he goes down, slips in the shower wrong, Derrick Henry might be a second round pick. So we'll leave him on. Carry on Johnson. I know you want to leave him on for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's. I think that's your early leader in the Dizzle Clubhouse. He's, a, he's someone to, one to talk about. Okay, Chris. He's getting hyped up. That's one of the main. You know, Here's an interesting test of said criteria. Christian McCaffrey. He's going in the first. At this so, point. And so he's he so can't... damn good. He's like he's transcended the ascendant. Right. He's the That's trans. Good... He's the transcendent. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's the transcendent. Okay. Fair enough. That's all. Awesome. Could he be the descendant though? Is there any chance of that? No, because now he's up there. All right. So we'll get rid of him. Yeah. He's. Had we done this, you know, three weeks ago or whatever, maybe. But right. Too late. Um, we have to talk about the timeline for next year when you want to announce this because we made a. His first name is Christian. He's already ascended up into heaven. Uh, yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> Why can I not find our next? Oh, here Jared he is. McKinnon. I'm spelling it wrong. There's only, okay, forget it. 301 right now for Jarek McKinnon. Jarek has one R in his name. It, he does. I was spelling it wrong. I know how to spell bullet bourbon. I do not know how to spell Jarek McKinnon. Right yeah. So yes or no for McKinnon as a maybe or a no? Seems to me like he might be dropping. He's descending. Yeah, well, he's he, yeah, okay. So take him off. Okay. Fair enough. Guys, Joe Mixon. He is going well. See him moving much. That's the thing. It's like he's kind of plateaued out, and I don't know if he's able to. I think Mixon's like two eleven is where he's going right now. Yeah, I think that's where he's going to be. I don't see him moving up. Anywhere from the two hundred three to three hundred five is where he's going. Yeah. No, I'm fine. Let's eliminate him. And Joku. David and Joku. What about him? Great catch, by the way, and almost got that touchdown yesterday. Yep. I'll leave him on there. Uh. Just prep a PC. Time premium. Okay, we can. We, no, leave him on. Leave him on. All right. Yeah, you guys are in a good, good mood here tonight. 
Juju, Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster. Someone knows. Yeah. So I think Juju's kind of stabilized. He's already been drafted where, like, the early fourth, late third? 406. Okay. I mean, I like Juju a lot. I, I'm a huge fan. Is he move? Is he going to move, though? I mean, Brown's healthy. He's gone as high as the 307. I don't know if he can make it. He, well, here's the thing. Up, I mean, he, here's the thing. If he moves up, he will be leapfrogging guys like Amari Cooper, no, Larry Fitzgerald, no. Doug, Doug Baldwin, Thielen, no. Diggs. He's just someone I advise you to take, but I don't think he's moving up. Okay, so no? Yeah. Okay. First of all, okay, let's get through Trubisky next. No. Okay, Trubisky's no Trubisky. I can't okay. even believe he made this. We just added Chris Carson, so he has to be a maybe. Yeah, Chris Carson's hey. on there. And then the last one is Chris Thompson, Washington running back, oh, not the Houston receiver. Well, in, in drafts, he's jumped up quite a bit here recently. Sure. But I don't think he really needs that quite. I mean, he's not quite still, up high enough. Yeah, he's still not high enough. Yeah. 604 gone as high as the 403 over the last three days. Yeah, it is interesting. I don't know if he can. I mean, dude, you're talking about it. You're yeah. talking about like a three round jump for him no, to be. Okay, so we'll get rid of him. He's going to miss half the, pre- half the season. Right, yeah, for sure. I mean, not for sure, but yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break from the Ascendant Talk, and we're going to bring in uh, Danny's thoughts on the talk that dominated the ride down to Kentucky. Vikings receivers. Adam Thielen v. Stefan Diggs. Who have you been drafting more this year between those two, Danny? Between Diggs. Thielen and Diggs? Diggs? Now, why, why do you like Diggs more than Thielen? Just to get your thoughts on that. What separates him? Well, I think he's, he's a more talented player. Okay. And it looks like Kirk Cousins is zoning in on him. Okay. And, and now, what, with what Thielen... I like Thielen, too, but I've been drafting Diggs before Thielen. It's tough to get both of them. You know, you, you, you basically... Course, I could be lying since we're going to be doing Ah, that. yes, that's totally true. So, so in just as we were looking at the stats from last year, you know, granted this year is different than last year, and new quarterback and all that, but Thielen outproduced Diggs. I mean, Diggs had 14 games, Thielen had 16. But he had almost, he had like about 8.875 targets, I think we determined for Thielen per game. Diggs was in the, like the six range. And Thielen had 26 more catches, and... It was a number. It was like 1,200 plus yards or 11, 1,200 yards versus like 860 or something like that. So it was a, like I thought he had like 1,400. I mean, well, well, it was a massive gap in production. It was like right. 300, 400 yards in production. So I mean, that's what we were having. That we were struggling. It's like you know, he I mean, Thielen totally outproduced Diggs last year. And yeah, you're right. 1,276. So, I'm so such an idiot. I'm not like dialed in at all. 865. So like trying to make up that gap from year over year, and you think that's what, you think that's going to happen? Uh, oh, and then and then Bolsky talked about regression of the mean. But Diggs had eight touchdowns, and Thielen only had four. So, actually, I would almost argue that given how they scored touchdowns, that Thielen didn't have enough, even though maybe Thielen's just not the red zone threat that Diggs is. Well, they're so, they're so close to each other. I mean, if you pick Thielen, it's not a bad pick. Right. It's just I've been, if I had the choice between the two, I've been choosing Diggs, mainly because of the change in the offensive coordinator, the uh, Kirk Cousins. And what I've been hearing in camps and so forth. And the Cousins hit him three for 35 in the touchdown in that yep. preseason game. So he's, he definitely likes it. Let me give you the hottest of hot takes. They're both bust, <laughs> they're both bust this year, and Laquan Treadwell is a pro, bro, pro bowler. That's my hot take. <laughs> Freezing cold takes eventually. Yeah, well, it, listen, it, that might be sticking in the snow in Siberia with how fast that could cool off. I heard, um, I heard on another podcast that the light has come on for a For Treadwell? Um, I feel like I've I've heard that before. That's he's getting into the Devonte Parker hype territory. That this is the year, you know, w- with uh, with Treadwell. Uh, I I can't I can't get on board with with Parker. But you know what? Treadwell is. I mean, he's super cheap right now. 
So let's just say, let's just say this. For good reason. Let's play this out. Let's play this out. Uh, yeah, twenty-seven oh one in FFPC best balls right now, and then over the last over the last three days, he's been selected in one draft. So we'll leave it at that. You're right. Yeah. Well, no, he's not. He's he's definitely not. Okay. So guys, let's get back to the ascendant talk here. We had nineteen names on here we've we've successfully eliminated nine of them so now we're down to the top 10 of who ffpc players should be paying paying attention to yeah so i how do you want to do this do we want to do is could this be the final round or do you want to go through it again with with um maybes and try to eliminate five Five okay so who are the i'm going to read it for the for the listeners well, let's try to eliminate five. Hey, this I, is you guys' show. I'm, I'm well, I know, but Danny, you're, you're the target demographic, so we want to make sure you're getting involved in this. Demographic. So this is, uh, <laughs> this is the... People who play fantasy. The, exactly. This is, the, um, this is the list we're left with. Alex Collins, Corey Davis, Stephon Diggs, Kenyon Drake, Royce Freeman, Josh Gordon, Derek Henry, Kerryon Johnson, David Njoku, Chris Carson. Who are the five weakest ascendant candidates on that list that I just read? Now we have to take draft draft uh, capital into into this as well, draft value, because that that's going to play a role in how far these guys can move up. I have I have a few that you'd like to eliminate, submit for elimination. Sure. Okay. Well, Alex Collins, I'd like to eliminate because Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, and Derrick Henry, and the reason is that I don't see anything really distinguishing them. Drake is held back a little bit by Frank Gore. Gore's not going anywhere. He's not getting hurt. Collins, everyone kind of knows, knows his role. I mean, it is, he's the starting running back for the Ravens, and he's being drafted as such. So I don't see him moving up necessarily. There's nothing you're going to discover about Alex Collins. And Derrick Henry's held back by Deion Lewis, who is being drafted in that similar type area. So those are the three candidates that I argue for that. Drake and Collins both going in the third round right now. How much higher are they going to rise this it's, weekend? It's kind of like a lot of times you get to choose between those two, I think. You know, yep. it's like, do I like Drake or do I like Collins or do I like neither? You guys, I think, like Henry sometimes, you cast him a little bit. No? no? Okay, it's my fault. Different Danny Mueller. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm not tracking your teams, obviously, so <laughs> it goes to show. Um, I will say this. Uh, they're, they're both going at the 312 right now, Dave. There's another running back that goes at the 312 with them, uh, and it is one Shady McCoy. So that, that is an interesting little pocket of running backs going at the end of the third round. Well, and honestly, and Shady McCoy is not on this list, but – if all of a sudden something came out where the news is like, oh, yeah, you know, McCoy's fine. No charges filed, yeah, or, right. or, she, or she recants her statement. Right, yeah. But, I mean, if he still plays for the Bills, a team is probably going to struggle to win four or five right. games this year. What is going to happen in two weeks that make these guys jump around or two? Exactly. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, all right. I, I, I am totally on board with eliminating Alex Collins, uh, Kenyon Drake, as well as Derek Henry. Okay. So, there you go. Um, now, now we're down to seven. We're down to seven. <laughs> I feel like I did my work. Okay, so let's talk about. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to find the non-explosive players on this list, and there's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of high ceilings. Um, maybe we can talk about. Oh God, I don't even know, guys. Royce Freeman. I mean, he's probably the most vanilla guy left on this list. Do we want to put him through to the final round? Well, here's the here's the case for Freeman is that he has, he's supposedly battling Devontae Booker for the starter position. They have a pretty darn good defense. He's looked explosive in preseason. He had a really nice run that he bounced to the outside. So right. That touchdown. Yep. Um, he was drafted the third round, but a lot of people thought he should have been drafted sooner. Super, very, super productive in college. And a lot in the guys, NFL draft, he should have been drafted yeah, higher. Yeah, he should right. have been drafted yeah. higher. And a lot of dynasty guys, I mean, you know, we run 200-plus dynasty leagues. 
a lot of astute dynasty players were drafting Freeman in that five, six, seven, eight, nine range, and they were all like, they were loving it. They're like, oh, give me Freeman. That's a pretty high place to take a guy who's a third round pick. So they're, and Booker's pretty pedestrian. He's a fourth round pick, so he's nothing great. So I think if you know if he has another strong game, Booker does average. I think Freeman's a pretty, or I, yeah, I think he's a pretty good, pretty, pretty good candidate. Running backs, he would have to jump over to raise. Where the three guys, he was going a little higher. The three guys that we already mentioned, right. which Danny you eloquently pointed out. Look, what what's going to happen to these guys to vault them up? Probably nothing. Right. Freeman has the opportunity to move ahead of Henry, Collins, Drake, and then I mean. You, you, we, we kind of know what we have in LaShawn McCoy. We don't exactly know what we have in Royce Freeman. So, I mean, maybe the ceiling is a little bit higher there, too. And, and definitely, um, you know, he doesn't have the legal issues that, that LaShawn McCoy is, is potentially facing right now. I, I think we've got to keep him on. Okay. I wanted to eliminate him. Got to keep him on. What about the winner of the poll, Stephon Diggs? Oh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Go ahead. He was, a, he was a, a, a guy that made it all the way to the final round last year, too, in our Ascendant talk. And, Danny, I know you've been taking him more than, than Adam Thielen. Um, as far as where he's going currently, uh, it is the 307. Uh, so for him to move up, um, I could see him moving past Hilton. I could see him moving past Hill, even Mike Evans to a certain degree. I don't know if he can get I can't past, see him moving past I can't see him moving past A.J. Green, who would be the ni- next guy on that list. So it's, can, it, He's probably already maxed out. It, that's my take. It's tough for me to see him going Unless higher. Unless tears an ACL, he's not going anywhere. Right. He had that, that first game where he caught the touchdown and caught all those passes. He suddenly just jumped up the boards. Right. Yeah, so he's already kind of moved. I think he's, I think he's at where he's at. So we can eliminate him. I mean, I think he's held back by Thielen, like you're kind of talking right. about. Right, yeah. All right, so Diggs is out. All right. Sorry, Twitter. All right, moving on. Um, Josh Gordon? I, I, it's tough. He's held back by himself. He's held back by himself. <laughs> and the other thing is, if you ask me right now, if you ask a lot of people around the NFL right now, they're probably going to tell you that Josh Gordon doesn't play in the third preseason game or the fourth. Well, he didn't play in the third preseason game, and he's probably not going to play in the fourth preseason game. What's going to cause What's going to cause him to bump up from the you know fifth, sixth round? Yeah, so I mean, he may be a fantastic pick. He may end up being a super value, but there's really nothing that I think is going to move him too much. There's no. What's the most positive report we can hear about Josh Gordon that would not take place on a football field? Yeah. The former pot test was erroneous and mistake, and he's now off the, the program. Okay, you say that a little tongue-in-cheek, but let's say <laughs> that happens. How much is that going to bump him up? It might be a bit. You know, the fact is that he actually, you know, the fact that he had to take time off for personal counseling, you know, and, you know, God bless him, I hope he does well in life, it's a little bit of a problem if you're being just strictly greedy for your fantasy teams, right? Well, this too, Tyrod Taylor got injured. We don't know how bad he was injured. Very true. What? I thought I saw a dislo- dislocated finger today, but it was on his non-throwing hand. But we still don't know. There's some right, yeah. No, there's that. some nebulousness. They're not going to play him in the next game. Right. So, so we're, going, so we're not, we're not going to see resolution right. of that. For, so he might be having Baker Mayfield, who I actually really love. Yeah, I know you love Baker Mayfield. Yes, yes. That's, 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 I love Mayfield. Me, I think that raises upside. Yeah. I'm biased. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I love so, Mayfield. I'm so pissed I don't have any issues. Yeah, I know. That's one of those things. That's okay. Lamar Jackson. I like Lamar Jackson, too. I'm so mad. Shall we cross off Josh Gordon from our list? Yeah. Make your case for your boy Carryon Johnson here. He's getting tons of hype. Uh, part of the problem, though, with Carryon Johnson, he's got all these other running backs to deal with. But, I mean, everyone says he looks fantastic. And he has to move up. I mean, he might be a player who moves up from the seventh to, like, the like third, fourth right. stage. And that, I think, definitely would qualify. Right. 
So that's why, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I have no problem if you guys want to cross him off. I really don't have a problem. He is at the 608 right now, so he has moved up a little bit. Um, he could move up more. You'd like to think that he is going to get run in the preseason because he is a rookie and they want to get him the reps. Um, is he going to move up to ascendant category? That I'm not sure of because that running back so, situation is murky. Are we talking about ascendant before uh, the first week of the NFL or at, ascendant at, by the end of the season? By, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exa- yeah. yeah, I think that's actually a good point. It's like if you talk about where is Kerry, which of these players might be taken really early next year, Kerryon Johnson might be that player that actually is, is that guy. But I think, yeah, maybe not for our purposes here. I, I don't, let's take him off. Take him off? Sure, okay. Well, a little bit of an upset there, but we have to call the list somehow. Yeah. Okay, so now we are down to four players. Let's talk about the guy we just added, Chris Carson, before uh, or during the podcast we added him. Uh, well, he's going to say, don't you dare take Chris Carson <laughs> off that list. Chris Carson uh, going at the 801 in FFPC drafts right now. Um, we talked about the, you know, Danny, you said last man standing. And uh, C.J. Proceis is hurt. Rashad Penny is recovering from that finger injury, although I think he did practice. He's returned to, at certain parts of practice. Um, you, have to th- you have to think that um, Chris Carson is going to be uh, a bell cow uh, right now in that offense, and you look at what he's able to, to bring to the table as far as an ascendant going at the 801. He has the potential to move up significantly, but he is – you know, being drafted significantly later than some of these other guys. So that's kind of where we stand. That's the Chris Carson story. Where's the, what's the AP? 801. <laughs> I think that's really low. I mean, yeah. I think he actually might move up a chance I, I agree. But is that ascendant worthy if he's a fifth-round pick? I think okay, I mean, I so, think okay, we'll keep him on. He's got the potential. Well, and the only – What if they had their preseason game this week and, and he goes out there and scores a couple of touchdowns? Yep. Yeah, or or, or, or catches, catches three or four passes. Rushes for 60, 70 yards, which is entirely possible. Right. Um, okay. Joku's already, okay, let's go to Joku. Joku's already played for week three of preseason. Right. Had a nice catch. It was almost a touchdown. He, he drove like 11 yards and got – he needed 12. and almost got there. I don't know. I mean, do you think he's moving up beyond where he's at? Well, Dan, Danny, this is, this is a guy that you wanted to keep on the list for, for after the first round. Talk a little bit about why, why he should still be under consideration here. Just in drafts, I know he's jumped up to a couple of rounds. He, he definitely has. Yeah. He's, he's, he's moved up even more since then. Yeah. So. And he continues to get targets from both Taylor and Mayfield. He's going in the first or second round. Right. Like the Gronk and Kelsey's and all that. But he's definitely a riser. 7.02 right now in drafts. He has been going as early as the 5.06. So, like you said, he's, he's rising up boards. I mean, he's a guy that, that could make it. You know, we, the, here's what's working against him. We've already seen the third preseason game. He's probably going to be placed under bubble wrap for that final game. I don't know if we'll just we'll, if we'll have the opportunity to see. I don't see him getting into the Greg Olson type territory, right? You know, like moving up. Although Delaney Walker's got a bum toe, there's some there's some warts on some of those guys that go right in front of him. So. Yeah, uh, Delaney Walker still doesn't return to practice. Greg Olson going at the 404 right now. Jimmy Graham at the 403. I don't, seem, I don't seem quite getting to that territory. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can, we can well, eliminate he could, him. He could end up producing to that level. He, he might be a carry-on Johnson type guy, Danny, where uh, at that's the end true. of the season, like yeah, he could, this, be a, he totally could be. He could totally bust out this year. I should be drafting all these guys. Write these, <laughs> yeah. Write these down. Yeah, we shouldn't be crossing them off. We should be circling them. 
David and Joku, Chris Carson. Wait for this auction tonight, fellas. Well, Start tossing up the dynasty offers. Yeah. This is all part of the Oh, we'll come on your little podcast and poison your minds before the auction, before Kentucky weekend. Moving all over the formation right now, playing some in the slot. Uh, Richard Matthews recovering from this meniscus thing. Uh, it's it's t- and Delaney Walker with the bad toe. I don't know, guys. I, I'm just telling you, this is, this is top five overall pick last year. He's got the pedigree. He's got Marcus Mariota throwing him the ball. I I got a sneaking suspicion he could be in for a big 2018. You're talking about Corey. Corey Davis. <laughs> yes. Clearly, you do not share my feelings. No, no, no. I just. It's, it, he's actually been rising up boards, right. even though he really hasn't produced in the preseason. He's done nothing. We're waiting for him to show it, and he hasn't done it yet. It's been all hype. That's kind of weird. Like, kind of like last year, when he did nothing. He actually he did well in the playoffs, right? He had like two good games. Two, two touchdowns in the playoffs uh, against New England, that vaunted Patriots secondary. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if anybody picked up I, on I that. Going up at the uh, going at the, the 6-0-12, or 6-0-12, 6-12 right now in drafts. I don't see him moving up into the third or fourth round myself. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm outvoted on that one. That's fine. Unless he scores gives two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns. Right. right. It's a two touchdown theory. Did we eliminate David Njoku and I just forgot to cross him off? I don't know if we did. So we uh, right, just right now we have Chris Carson. Yep. Royce Freeman and Njoku still sitting around. Yep. That's it. What, what the hell are we gonna do? I don't know. <laughs> this is this. We gotta we gotta crowdsource this from somebody can else. Go to a break. Oh wait. We no, can't. we can't go, go to break. break. Yeah. Um. Like, I don't, I, I think, okay, yeah. in the truest form of the ascendant, right. we talked about a player that was going in the fourth or fifth round that could move up to the second or third. That's got to be Freeman. Okay, clearly. That's it. Chris Carson is not moving up to the second or Correct. third. It's Freeman. David Njoku is not moving up to the second or third round. If we're going by that old rubric. Yeah, we're old. We like stuff that's old, and we've been around. All right. So it's Freeman. Danny, can you sign off on... on, on, so on, on, on no, I'm not literally sign off. You're a you're a licensed CPA, right? You you do this. Like Notary that. Notary Public. <laughs> yeah, do you have a notary? Yeah. No. Oh, in my good. office. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, yeah. Left in <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, Royce Freeman, are you on board with him over Carson and uh, and Joku as the ascendant? This is you guys. Show. Yeah, don't say that. Don't say I that. Wasn't be, out there because curious who you guys were going to pick? Yeah, this isn't. This is our show. This is our show, and we're not going to change it. Um, <laughs> no, but the reason we ask you is because when your defense of Roy Streaman is like, listen, you guys run this show. You do what you want to do. I feel like you're not fully on board with the Freeman pick, and you like somebody else better. No. No? That's really true. Okay. I know it's not. Okay. See, now. He scores a couple of touchdowns. He may jump up to. Right? He should, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's clear. So, I, I, guys, my final vote here will be for Roy Freeman um, yeah, that's submitted. Okay. And Danny, are you? Are you? Here's your, here's your Who choice. Cares? Move on. You can vote for Royce Freeman, or you can politely abstain. Laquan <laughs> Treadwell. Ah, Treadwell. All right. Well, it was a narrow vote, ladies and gentlemen, but Royce Freeman beats out Laquan Treadwell. Danny, are you excited for this weekend? Kentucky drafting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's the, great. Everybody should come to this. It gets you lubed up for Vegas. I think you guys should take this idea and start doing something like it in Vegas. We're doing what? What's that, having fun? Yeah. A main event type. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that's oh. a good idea. It's really <laughs> lacking. You know, plan- no, but this, we should do over the opening weekend instead of now. That would be good. My concern is I feel like Planet Hollywood is probably already booked up. 
with some <laughs> ragtag convention out there already. You have drafts after the thir- Thursday night football game. That would be great. Oh, you know what you should do? Get everybody together for an opening game viewing party. Hey, we can watch that. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's all free. We do it for free. You get a viewing party. You get a viewing party. You get chicken wings. You get chicken wings. You know, whatever. Um, on that note, I think it's time to, to wrap things up here and, uh, and get ready for the – are you in the auction tonight, Danny? You're not okay. So you're just scouting. Jeremy's the auction guy. I'm doing the main event. It, it, oh, so you're drafting the main event tonight. And Jeremy's in the. I got it. Okay. All right. So fair enough. So Jeremy will be in, there. He is piping in again. Did you Did you get uh, educated by Tupacker or did you educate him? Ah, okay, interesting. Okay. All right. I'll have to find out what happened there. There's There's a lot going on. The keeper league. It looks like has wrapped up as they prep for both the auctions and the main event that will be starting uh, momentarily. Okay, so in case you missed it, Royce Freeman is our 2018 Ascendant. I want to thank Jeremy Roach, Danny Mueller, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, Rob Bryson, and, of course, all of uh, each and every one of you. I will say this. This is our last show now until September 14th. We are off next week because Dave and I are busy commissioning the Football Guys uh, Labor Day Draftathon, which... We'll be do- donating a portion of each league Thank you, my man. for thanks to you. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll be donating a portion of each league to, and I, I, I should have remembered this off the top of my head. It's the Brain Tumor Association. Brain, yes, thank you. The Brain Tumor Association is. We'll, we'll, American, it's American Brain Tumor Association. Very dear to Alex, actually. Uh, yes. So we will be donating a portion of each league to that for every league that fills that weekend. Uh, it's a good cause. Hopefully, you can get in on it. And I'll tell you what, maybe it, you don't. You could win some money uh, drafting that weekend as well. So we will be off next week. And then the following week, Dave and I are uh, hard at work at the FFPC live events at Planet Hollywood. And I will say, if you do want to still get involved in on that, uh, take advantage of the discount that will run for basically the next few hours. Uh, and then uh, still contact Greg Sidoris because he might still be able to hook you up. But the earlier, the better on that. We have some live main events that are going on out there, Dave, that, that still they're filling fast. But they're, if you're looking for a live main event, what is the time we're looking for right now? I'll see you Thursday morning or Friday afternoon. Those are the okay. two primary times we could use some folks. All right. So Thursday morning, Friday afternoon, if you want to jump into a live main event league. Of course, the online main events, you can still sign up for those. And then uh, some super brackets uh, still available. Everything else is sold out. Um, but there are some choices still if you want to hop in the game late. That is going to do it for our show. So we will take a few weeks off. I want to remind everybody out there to go ahead and go to myffpc.com. Check out the Football Guys Players Championship. Check out the main event, Best Ball Leagues and Dynasty Leagues Now. That's all at myffpc.com. It is uh, your final push, your final chance to draft in some high-stakes leagues and maybe win some life-changing money uh, this weekend. And we will talk to you again in two weeks. Hope to see each and every one of you out at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, drafting some teams, catching up, and maybe watching a little bit of football for week one as well. Thanks. we got to go to the auction. Your weekend starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. About to call your ass a Uber, I got somewhere to be. I hear fairy tales about how they gon' run up on me. Well, run up when you see me, then we gon' see. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy. Trying to take the wave. Last thing I'll say, uh, Kevin Williamson, who I believe we'll see this weekend, just tweeted at the HSFF Hour uh, a tweet from Cecil Lammy, uh, who said, 
stop me if you've heard this before. Devontae Booker runs into the backs of his blockers. Hashtag Broncos. Cementing our Royce Freeman selection <laughs> as a sentence tonight. So hopefully we did good. Hey, we'll talk to you again in two weeks, everybody. Uh, good luck in all your drafts, and uh, may the force be with you. Zip it up. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.